This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Alejandro, my man, looking sharp. You came in correct, huh? Fresh cut? Yeah. Fresh cut, got the glasses, got the, the suit on. Business talk, right? How old are you? 10 years old. Love it. Hustling already? Mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. I love what you do. I love what you're doing. And, uh, Thank you. And, uh, Alejandro and I are a big fan. Big fan of yours. Thank you. So uh, I kind of wanted to have him interview you for like you know, 10 minutes. Maybe we could do a, a little bit of a video yeah. interview with him. No He's problem. Coming up with his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, what's the name of your brand? Uh, Alejandro's Life Lessons. I love it. <laughs> At 10 years old, starting life lessons, hopefully somebody you know, will learn from that. Alejandro, do me a favor. Never give life lessons that you haven't actually lived. Got it? Got it. Because that's gonna be the tough part. I'll listen to your life lessons because I'm actually very curious what's going on in the mindset of a seven to 12 year old. But I won't listen to you giving me advice about things that you haven't experienced yet. Yeah. Got it? Yeah. That is That little piece of advice is the difference that I believe between you winning and you losing. Because my belief, and I'm watching some of this 12, 14, 16 year old stuff happening, there's a lot of that happening and a lot of it's happening from mom and dad feeding mm, yeah. and the cynicism and the pushback from the audience is pretty aggressive. Yeah. And it's not a winning formula. Yeah. So keep it in mind. Yeah, everything, everything we talk about is experiences. Experiences. So that's um, part, I love it. part of what I teach them is that you have, what is your tagline at the end of every video? Learn, uh, learn it, explore it, and most of all, have fun. Good for you, my man. That's awesome. Okay, so the first question that I was gonna, if, if I was your son and I'm starting a business, yep. what advice would you give me? That's a very, very solid opening question. I would actually look at what you were into like, so you've got this business hustle down, right? Yeah. But like, are you playing video games? Are you collecting Pokemon? Do, do, you, do you like baseball? I would look, I would know you since you were my son. And I would look at everything that you're interested in. And the first piece of advice I'd give you is do something around that, right? So I think because, for example, for me, because I loved baseball as a kid, the baseball card business came very natural to me because it's what I loved. The thing that most people don't understand is that it takes hard work. And when you're a little kid, when I was a little kid, like there's so many other things that all your other friends are doing, so many other things that you could be doing. You're still in that stage where there's so many other things you want to be doing. So the only way to really maintain it is to actually do it around something you love. So my first, so like for example, let me reverse this on you. What do you love besides business and things of that nature? What else are you into? Uh, Karate. Great, so to me, karate would be a very interesting thing to look at, so what would that be? Should we start a karate fashion brand, right? Like the way Under Armour and Nike roll. And like, do you want to go that route? Do we want to make karate content? Uh, do you want to be? Do, do we want to make a little karate figurine in in Asia and produce it and sell it on eBay? We would reverse engineer karate. We would lay out 10, 15 things you could do. Then I would let you pick it because I'd want it to be your decision, mm-hmm. and then you'd roll. Okay. The next question that I'm gonna ask you is that, like, do you have any regrets in your life as a teenager? <clears throat> That's a very good question. This is good. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be interesting to see how I answer this. This will make more sense to you along the way. Um, I was so committed to my business and my business life at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, 
and I mean so committed. Every Friday after school, I would go to a, the dollar store or the mall, buy stuff to sell at baseball card shows or flea markets. The Saturday morning, I either went to my dad's liquor store to work or I did a baseball card show. Um, the I wouldn't call it a regret, but in hindsight, the fact that I spent every single free moment outside of school from my freshman year of high school to my senior year of high school, 92% of that time on working, that number could have been maybe 75. Like, I probably should have went to a couple of more parties. So like, slow down on it, but don't stop. Yeah, you notice how my number went from 92 to 75. I probably should have kissed a couple more girls, I probably should have got into a little bit more trouble, but I still, I'm talking just a little bit more. I would never do it differently. It's who I was, there was no other option. And that's such a minor shift that I would never consider to go back and change it. But um, I will say to you, you know, getting the quick vibe I'm getting from your dad, understanding the fact that you're interviewing me, we're sitting here, the thing that you may want to keep in the back of your mind from this interview when you rewatch this when you're 14, 16, just a little fun, you know, fun's important. And by the way, fun if you need it. Yeah. Like, in, you know, in truth, I didn't need it. I didn't want it at all. There was never a time in my, fifth, from 15 to 25, prime years for fun and all that stuff, there was never one day, one moment, one hour where I wanted to choose going to the Jersey Shore and hanging out, going to a party, going to a bar, you know, going with my buddies on a road trip, never. Which is why I didn't do it. Every time I did want to do it, hence the 92%, the 8%, play wiffle ball, go to a party, kiss a girl, I did do it. So I think, uh, I think your biggest concern as you get older is you want to make sure you're doing things for yourself, not to make him proud. And that's gonna be the toughest thing for you. Okay, so the third question is that like, why do you like the New York Jets? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and why, uh, how do you think you, like how do you, how do you think you're gonna lead up to buying, buying them? Yeah. So I like them so much because much like your, your heritage, I wasn't born in America. I, uh, I came here when I was three. And when I moved to Edison, New Jersey, which was our Stanford, Connecticut, no more Queens, no more Dover, in a, like in a, that kind of setting, um, I found friends. And I didn't speak English. In my, got it. I didn't speak English when I first you know, came to America. And it was my first kind of like American friends. And the first day I went outside, the first thing they were doing was playing football with the old Nerf footballs. And one of the kids asked me who my favorite team was. I didn't have one. And he said, you're a New York Jets fan. And I said, okay, I'm a Jets fan. (laughs) This is literally how it happened. And because they accepted me, that was our thing, right? Like now I had acceptance. And, And this is me now creating this story 15 years later. It took me a while to even like remember how it even happened, but my friends in the neighborhood, they were Jet fans because we didn't live here. My dad, my uncles, my mom, nobody else was Jet any fans. They made me Jet fans. I started watching religiously. I watched all the time. I loved football and it just became my thing. And somewhere around third, fourth grade, somewhere around the age you're at now, I realized that I was more likely to buy the Jets than to play for them as I started looking around and realizing Waukeel Shaw was gonna be a much better football player than me. Dave Jennings is gonna be a much better football player than me. And so I started realizing that's what I wanted to focus on. And uh, I don't know how I'm gonna buy the Jets. 
I don't. I do not. I know that I, by nature, as a businessman, am a counterpuncher. What I mean by that is, oh, karate. Do you do karate? Yeah. So I, I don't know this, because I've never done karate, but what I hear, by being a common sense individual in the world, is a lot of martial arts is predicated on using other people's energy as your offense, right? Yeah. Good. That's who I am as a businessman. I'm the best. I think I'm gonna go down as one of the best karate businessmen of all time because what I'm extremely good at is responding to the actions of the market and then finding my opportunities. I never thought that I would be producing content, that I would be into social media, that I would have an agency, that I would write books. I reacted to the opportunity, got it? Yeah. So there was no plan. The plan was pay attention to what's going on, find the opportunity and strike it. So that's all my questions. Great questions. Great job, my man. Good job, man. Great job. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.